are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. The corresponding action is to praise God for it. Thank you, Father. I believe I've received it. Blessed be God. And then part of the corresponding action would be not to pray for that again. If you believed you received it, don't pray for it again. Don't ask God for it again. Praise Him that you've received it. Now, don't let this get you in bondage because we're not talking about the prayer of intercession here. There's a lot of confusion about this. Somebody said, well, you know, the Bible says to just keep on keeping on. Persistence of faith. And they always bring up something over there about the unjust judge and about the man that went for the bread at midnight. Let me just say it. We might come back and talk about this. Let me just say it this way. Importunity about the man that came for the bread at midnight means persistence. That's one of the meanings of it. But you see, when you say persistence of faith, it's different than when you say persistence in something else. Persistence of faith would be that he asked for bread and he stood his ground until he received the bread. He didn't ask anymore. Persistence of faith believes they received but held fast to their faith until the manifestation comes. They didn't keep asking. If you believed you received, why did you ask again? Now you see what I'm talking about? That would be corresponding action. Part of the corresponding action would be not to just keep praying about the same thing. Now, see, we don't like that corresponding action sometimes. But that would be. Now, we're not talking about prayer of intercession, see. We're talking about a prayer of petition because here you are asking. You may be asking. Let me show you a difference prayer of petition right quick. Prayer of petition is where you petition God to do something for you. You've asked God to do it. Now, if you ask God to do it, and it was scriptural, and your faith was based on the Word of God, then you don't have to ask Him but once. Go ahead and praise Him for it. Have corresponding action toward that. For His praising Him, and part of the corresponding action would not be to pray for it again. Just don't pray for it again. Thank God for it. See, that is a prayer petition. But then you get over into the prayer of intercession. And it's legal to pray the Word of God and speak it forth and proclaim it over and over and over and over a situation. That is not vain repetition, see. Jesus said, don't use vain repetition as the heathen do. They think they'll be heard for their much speaking. And most of us, sometime or another in our life, have been taught that the way you get your prayers answered is you just keep praying over the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And finally, you'll wear God down and He'll do it. There is no... Now, I said, I'll say it again. There is no scriptural basis for that. Now, there's a few people that think they have scriptural basis for it, but there is none, if you rightly divide that. We don't have time to get into all those areas. One of the areas is the widow and the unjust judge. But she did not come to him but once. Then, it was her faith that caused him to do what he did. The man that came for the bread at midnight. It never did even say in the Bible that he ever knocked, but everybody says he kept knocking. It never did say that he knocked. He might have, but the Bible didn't say that he did. But he stood his ground till he received it. And you see what I'm talking about? Corresponding action. Corresponding action to your faith. If you had faith and you believed that it was settled when you prayed, you wouldn't pray about it anymore. 
But now, when you get over into the area of intercession, your intercession and you're praying the Word of God is something that is changing things. It's not asking God to do something. See, if you ask God a petition of prayer, you only have to ask it once. Then praise Him for it. Now, if you ask in unbelief, it's all right to pray again and say, Father, forgive me for unbelief. I'm going to pray in faith this time. But you see, prayer of intercession and praying the Word of God over your finances. You could pray that over and over, day after day after day after day. It'll build your faith. Because it is changing things. It is affecting things. If I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, because you gave me authority to use the name of Jesus, and the name of Jesus, I call down the principalities, the powers, and the rulers of the darkness that have come against my finances. I render them harmless and ineffective in the name of Jesus. I break their power, and I loose the Spirit of the living God to reveal to me the hidden things and direction of God. I break the power satanic forces released against me. What am I doing? I am affecting things by my praying. I haven't asked God to do anything. Now you see the difference in a prayer petition where you ask God to do something? God, I ask you, Father, to send laborers across Brother So-and-So's path and minister to him the Word of God. That's something you ask God to do. Now if you believe it, when you ask it, you wouldn't have to pray it but once. But if you're praying something that is affecting things, you can pray it over and over and over and over and over. And it's not vain repetition. Now, see, that's a little side trip, but it'll help you. Corresponding action is what we're talking about. Faith's corresponding action. Now, let's get it over into another area, in a natural thing. See, if you pull these things over into natural areas, you can understand it better. And I said we're going to say it so many ways, you're going to get it. You take your car down to a mechanic and say, can you overhaul this engine? Yes, you better believe I can overhaul this engine. I'm one of the best mechanics in this country. And I know that when I get through with this engine, it'll run like a new one. Why, you, you left it in the right hands if you leave it with me. Well, that old boy goes to work on the car. Now, if he comes out there in some morning and, you know, he, he misunderstands faith and he's a faith man. And he said, now, if I really believe that this car is going to run like a new one, I ought to have full corresponding action toward that. So right in the middle of the overhaul... When he's just got the pistons back in the hole, just put the rings on, don't even have the head on or the carburetor on, he says, I'm just going to act like it's already finished and just call the man and tell him it's ready, come get it. Now, nobody would be that foolish in the natural, would they? Nobody would be that foolish in the natural. Why, they'd say that's foolishness. But yet, right on the other hand, people concerning healing, concerning the manifestation of what they prayed for. Maybe, for instance, like somebody got prayed for for restoration of their eyes, and they said, now to have full corresponding action, I'll have to stomp my glasses or throw my glasses away. Now, that's just as foolish. Unless God has supernaturally... Let's say it this way. Unless you have the manifestation of it, or unless God specifically spoke to you to do that. Now, when God speaks something, well, then you can discount what I say. I mean, if God said it. But if God said it, it'll work now. Sometimes we think some things. And we think because, well, I'm going to stomp my glasses. That'll make the manifestation come. There's nowhere in the Scripture says you can see if you stomp your glasses. It'd be just as foolish, you see, to operate in this area as it would for that mechanic to say, I'm going to have full corresponding action toward what I know I can do. 
And just call the man and tell him it's ready. The man gets down there and his car's not ready. It won't even run. And he thinks the guy's a nut, and he is. And there's a few flakes around that call themselves faith people. And they're doing things like that. Now, don't feel condemned if you've done that and didn't know any better. Because, see, that's why we're teaching on this. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about concerning the eyes, restoration of eyes. There's a lady that worked for us in the ministry several years ago. She came and sat under the teaching of Jerry Savelle on how to act on the Word of God. And she got built up in faith and she was prayed for that her eyes would be restored. She wore glasses and she went to work. The next day, she said, I believe I've received my healing. So she didn't put her glasses on. She did secretary work. Well, she started having headaches immediately. She said, Lord, I don't understand this now. I believe I've received my healing. And she got to praying about it. And the Lord said to her, well, you don't have the manifestation yet. Hold fast to your faith. Hold fast to your faith. Go ahead and wear your glasses. But every time you put them on, say, thank God, I believe I've received my healing. I believe my eyes are restored. So she started a confession. See, she had to mix some faith with what she believed. Now, it wasn't just all corresponding action. See, she's trying to have full corresponding action toward what she believed, and she doesn't have full manifestation. She only has the blade. First, the blade. See, it's conceived, and it's producing, but she doesn't have the harvest yet. Now, if she could see, it'd be fine. Do that. But you've got some people out here trying to drive by faith, and they can't see. Now, it's against the law in the first place, and it's foolishness. Now, if you can see, all right. But if you can't see, put your glasses on. <laughs> now, these are some things that need to be said, see. So she confessed, thank God I believe I received my healing. I believe I received my healing. Now, this went on for some time. I don't know just exactly how long, but it was probably a month, maybe two or three months. And she said that after some time, why, she started having headaches with her glasses on. And she said, now, Lord, I don't understand this. I, now I'm having headaches with my glasses on. He said, remove your glasses. Amen. And she did, and she still works for us today. And that's been like 15 years ago. And she's still healed, thank God. She can see. She doesn't have to wear glasses. She still does secretary work. But now, you see, she could have destroyed the harvest and got over in unbelief. Said, why, well, this faith stuff doesn't work because she tried to have full corresponding action toward something that she didn't have the full manifestation of. She didn't have the full corn in the ear. She only had the blade. She had only conceived the word, see. And she released her faith in that. Now, see, to some people they'd say, well, now, you know, that's just not corresponding action. But that's the corresponding action that the Bible teaches. See, it's right here in this passage of Scripture. First the blade, then the ear, and the full corn in the ear. Don't have full corresponding action toward that thing until you have the full manifestation. Now, see, some people tried this in the way of medicine, and a lot of them died because they didn't have the full manifestation of it. And we're going to talk about that in the next session. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. I trust you've been with us this week. This is the last day for the CD offer number 7228, Faith's Corresponding Action. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. In this series, I talk about some of the pitfalls of people that think they have faith and really don't have faith. They're acting on presumption many times, 
Is it really faith? If it is, there's only so far you can go with corresponding action until you have full manifestation. Now, Jesus talked about this. He talked about the kingdom of God's if a man cast a seed in the ground, he should sleep and rise night and day, and it should spring and grow up, and he knoweth not how. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. And then when it is mature, he puts in the sickle and harvest. Many people are trying to harvest the blade instead of waiting for the full corn in the ear. Now, when you do that, they call it corresponding action, but that will destroy your crop. I was a farmer for 29 years before I went into the ministry. And I know if you try to combine soybeans when they're about a foot high and don't have anything but leaves on them, you're going to kill the plant, and you're not going to have any harvest. You have to wait for the time of harvest. So you could have corresponding action that you were going to have a good crop, but you couldn't say, well, I've got a beautiful crop. I'm going to harvest it. No, you're going to ruin your crop. You're not going to have any harvest. And some people have done that. And they've done it by saying, well, I believe that I'm going to get this raised, so I'm going to go ahead and buy this new car. So they try to harvest the blade, and you just read Matthew 13, you find Jesus tells you to operate in the principles of faith in a different manner. Faith's corresponding action. How far can you go with corresponding action as far as you have manifestation? That's offer number 7228, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday... This is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.